I'm going to respond to the conversation Nick Wilson had from really stemming from our conversation we had on the latest episode of Sons of the Shoe. So that's all coming. We got Daryl Ryder coming. We got Chris Manning locked on Cavs coming to talk a little wine and gold. It is a loaded show, but I want to start with the Browns and more specifically Joe Flacco. I have been on the record on these airwaves having a little bit of a spat back and forth with uh, one of our 2020 anchors, James Bridges, about the legacy of Joe Flacco and what he has brought Cleveland to this point through his first five to six weeks with the team, obviously starting five of the uh, the last five games in a row. Because I had sort of a tongue-in-cheek conversation about buying a Joe Flacco jersey or adding it to my Christmas list because I think at this point Flacco has already established himself as like from a jersey standpoint. Like if you when you go to Browns games, you always see some of those random ass jerseys in the stands. You'll see Josh Gordon, you'll see the Baker Mayfield ones because we all thought he was the the savior of the franchise when he got here and did what he did in that Thursday night game and then takes your team to the playoffs and all these different things. Like there's always random jerseys that you'll see in the stands. And I I kind of said I think Joe Flacco is now one of those jerseys that if you wear it to a Browns game, it's a conversation starter. It is one of those jerseys that will always be looked back on fondly. There'll be some Browns fans who are like, oh, you remember 2023, the year where the Browns had so many injuries. You thought the season was over 17 different times. And then out of nowhere, off the couch, playing catch in his backyard, Joe Flacco, of all people, emerges at the age of 38, goes 4-1 and one down the stretch of the season, maybe 5-1 and one if he actually plays on Sunday, and leads your team to the promised land, takes you on this great postseason run. Now that obviously is TBD. And it's going to be one of those memories that Cleveland fans have for the rest of time, the year that Joe Flacco, Former Baltimore Raven who used to just annihilate you on the football field and own you on the football field took your team in this great redemption arc, if you will, on an epic playoff run that you remember for the rest of your life. That's what this was setting up for. And that's why I said I thought if you own a Joe Flacco jersey, it's like, yeah, the hot, cool thing right now, but it'll withstand the test of time. Because this season has been memorable. I, I mean, we've got Browns fans calling into the station talking about how memorable this season's been, how they're just enjoying the ride. I kind of threw some cold water on things a couple weeks ago, mistakenly got, caught the ire of Nick Wilson, who said, Spencer's over here being all woe is me. I know what, how this season's going to end. To be fair, that was before the Joe Flacco run had really, really picked up some steam. But I believe at this point, that Flacco has already become such a story that we will remember his place in Cleveland sports history now for a long time. Like, and, and part of that, I think the reason for that is that I do believe that there's only been so many of the memories we've had with this team going to the playoffs 
since the team returned in 1999. This is the third time we've seen him make the playoffs since that return to the to the lakefront. So because of that, there's only so many of these cemented in our memory forever with that team specifically. Yes, we have other great Cleveland memories. The Guardians going to the World Series. I wasn't here living here at the time, but in the early 2000s, the, the Indians at the time making a couple runs. You had the, the showdown with the Red Sox and the ALCS where they, they came back in 3-1. I remember that being a fan of the other team. But, yeah, like there's some of those. There's the 2016 Cavs. Of course, that is probably the top memory in most of our lives. Anybody who was born in the 90s, that is like the memory of a Cleveland sports team for all of us to hang our hats on, winning the championship, being champions for the first time, ending the drought. But with the Browns, it's been few and far between. So because of that, and because Flacco will now always be part of the first clinching a a playoff berth in front of the hometown fans in prime time as the only show in town in the NFL on that specific night, that is not a memory that that that's going to just like disintegrate into the abyss of time. We are going to remember that one. It's going to be in the forefront of our minds for a long time to come. And so I think that Flacco's already established himself in Cleveland sports lore for a long time to come. But there's a counter argument to be made, and that's where James Bridges, my good friend, stands on the side of, which is. He actually has to take this team on a run for it to for him to be that high in what we would consider Cleveland sports icons, right? Like, he has to win a playoff game, maybe two playoff games. Like, if this season ends in the AFC Championship game, or this season ends somehow, some way, miraculously, with a Super Bowl run, which I'm on the record saying as of just yesterday, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that that's how this season came to an end, whether it was going to the Super Bowl and losing or going to the Super Bowl and winning. I believe that it was possible because this Browns team, anything that you thought was impossible this year with that group, they've proven you otherwise. Expect the unexpected with this group. And that's why I think they could certainly make that historic run with Joe Flacco, with the defense that they have with that next-man-up mentality that they have that has been sort of their calling card, their uh, badge of honor that they've worn all season long, why can't they make that run? But does it take something like that? Does it take a Super Bowl run or an AFC title game run or something along those lines for Joe Flacco to truly go down in Cleveland sports history as one of the icons that will remember forever? Or... Has he already put himself in that conversation with what he's accomplished so far? Five games, 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, lighting up scoreboards, turning back the clock on his career. A guy that we thought was done, washed, out of the league completely until six weeks ago when he rejoins with the Browns and he gets the call that he's been waiting for. And all of a sudden he's got this team going to the playoffs potentially poised for a deep playoff run. Is he already there? Or does it take something like winning a couple playoff games to make it happen? I believe he's already there. And I don't mean that. Here's the thing. I don't want that to come off as, well, it's Cleveland and we just settle for anything because it's been so long since we've seen great football. I don't want to sound like we're not 
compassionate or we just settle or any of that. That's not the argument. I'm tr- that's not where I'm trying to go with the argument here of, well, it's just been so long, so this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. Might as well put Flacco up there in the conversation. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying, like, it's a it's a fact. We haven't seen a lot of this over the course of history with this team, particularly since they came back. And to be able to say that Joe Flacco, of all people, is leading the charge for a team that he used to just beat up on all the time and in a year where we thought that his best days were behind him and now all of a sudden he's playing the best football of his career and it's for your Cleveland Browns and they're going to the playoffs. They clinched the playoff berth in front of the hometown fans on Thursday night football. They have the second best record in the AFC. I don't think that that just gets forgotten in the wash and Joe Flacco's just a footnote 10 years from now. I think he's someone we're still talking about. I think it's a memory we're still talking about, even if he doesn't make a deep playoff run. But I believe that there's probably some people out there who feel differently, and they want to see him win at least one playoff game in that first round, to to put it up there. And I get it to an extent. Like, you're going to look back on 2020 and say, well, that year you beat the Steelers. There was a little bit of a of there, there's an iconic moment associated with that. And you you almost beat the Chiefs and upset them. Yes, there's some of this that's to be determined. But Joe Flacco has already been, I think at this point in the season, the best story in the NFL, if not the feel-good story of the NFL at this juncture. And he's doing it for your team. And he has accomplished some things that we've never seen done by Browns quarterback. Four straight games with 300 passing yards consecutively. Uh, clinching a playoff berth for just the second time in four years. He is just, he's the uh, the first quarterback in, in, in NFL history to throw for 1,600 yards or 300 yards in each of his first starts with a new team. Like, he's setting records. He's making NFL history. He's got this team poised for a playoff run. I think no matter what happens from here, he goes down in history as an all-time great Cleveland story in Cleveland folklore and somebody that we are talking about as a, a, a sports icon in this town, a Cleveland legend in this town. I know this almost sounds like a bit because I'm the guy on Twitter who, when you get one of these names of a Cleveland Browns player, like Andrew Sandejo, right, spent a couple of years in Cleveland, was abysmal, Anytime his name pops up on a Sunday, I don't even remember what team he's with right now. I forget off the top of my head. But anytime his name pops up, I'm like, oh, you mean Browns legend Andrew Sandejo? I'm that guy. So I do it tongue-in-cheek. I do it as a joke. But in this instance, I'm being dead serious. I think Joe Flacco has already put himself in a conversation of, like, great Cleveland iconic legends that we'll talk about for years to come in just a five game span because this is a memory that we can nothing that he's like we've never seen this before you've never even really seen anything like this in the NFL a 38 year old quarterback coming in and doing what Joe Flacco's doing ready to take his team on a playoff run and in a city like this that appreciates every win and hangs on every win and every moment and just it, it was craving something special like we got on Thursday night i don't think Joe Flacco just flies under the radar for the rest of the time. Anytime his name comes up in Cleveland, it will be, oh, 
You remember that year with Joe Flacco? I think he's already put himself in that conversation of an icon in Cleveland sports history. What say you? 216-474-0092 on Twitter at Spencito underscore. Is Joe Flacco already one of the best sports icons in Cleveland sports history, best sports stories in Cleveland sports history, or does this run have to go a little further in the in the form of playoff wins for that to happen or for that to be the case for you? We'll talk about it. We'll keep it going. On the other side, Jeff and Eastlake, some of our other callers, anybody who wants to jump in on social media, I'm here for you. It's Spencer German with you here on Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Jets lose their starting quarterback. That's his former team week one, and they don't even pick up the phone and call him. And then he comes here, and it's like he's a he's turned back the clock, and we're partying like it's 2012, and the guy's just tearing it up. Got got a, some zip on the ball. I mean, he is doing things Browns quarterbacks have never done. And as we saw over the weekend, courtesy of Jason Lloyd, he uh, he has a chance to pass Johnny Manziel in franchise history for most passing yards already. One legend jumping another. <laughs> um, seriously, though, like I, I don't mean to just like have the bar so low that I see any remnants of good quarterback play or football here that all of a sudden I'm like, the guy's a, a legend. I, I wouldn't necessarily be saying this if it was October or September games and the Browns are coming out of the season hot and then they collapsed and didn't make the playoffs. But I think it's just the context of everything around it. The fact that he sat for all those weeks comes in fresh, but also not having gone through training camp or anything, and he's slinging it around like it's backyard football style, but also locked in, building chemistry. It's also just the story of this season, that the Browns are on their fourth quarterback, and the season should have been sunken 17 times over, and with with injuries specifically to Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, and every time it seemed like the season was over, they keep finding ways to win, and the offense was kind of getting dragged for a while by the defense, but now the offense is playing up to the level of the defense. It's all just fascinating. It's all just phenomenal. It's been an incredible story with Flacco at the center of it. It's been, this Browns team has just been an incredible story as a whole, and I think because he's kind of one of the main authors of it all, we will remember this forever. And he goes down as a Cleveland sports legend. I'm not saying he's up there in the stature of a LeBron James or a Jose Ramirez even. Or let's just keep sticking with the Cavs that won a championship. Your Kyrie Irvings or your Kevin Loves or your J.R. Smith walking around shirtless for the parade. Like there's certain guys on a certain level. There can be tears to the Cleveland sports icon list. But I think he's on it. I think he has officially made it on it with everything he's done to this point. And I think he can only climb the list. That's where the difference is for me. He can climb that list to maybe LeBron's stature if he wins a Super Bowl. But I think he's at least in the he, he's in the club. He has gotten in the club. And I think it's basically just at this point, how much higher can he climb to the VIP section if he actually were to take this team to a Super Bowl. But I know some people maybe have higher standards and they're sitting here like, no, he's got to do more before I even let him in the club and the, I step out, I, I let the bouncer step out of the way. Let's go to Jeff in East Lake. You're up first in the fan tonight. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how's it going? Good, yeah, man. The first thing I want to say to you is uh, I predict them to go 8 and 9, and that's what the team as it was before 
the regular season started. You told me that uh, that would be horrible. People would get fired. But I never expected this. Um, so a little bit on what you're saying. You know, it's not ended yet. Let's see how it ended. But, you know, right now, no Browns fans expected this. And one thing I want to say, too, also is rest the stars. Hopefully they do. And one thing that I heard from Earl the Pearl that I loved, he goes, now I'm wacko for Flacco. Hey, make a T-shirt out of it. I'll make some money. All right, talk to you later. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I think there already is plenty of wacko for Flacco shirts around town. I see at least one on social media a day at this point, probably multiple. Um, yeah, they're, they're all over the place. And I think it's a fair shirt to own. I think that also – here's the, that's the other thing. Once you get – cemented on a Cleveland sports t-shirt because we love our t-shirt companies here in Clinton in Northeast Ohio. Once you're on a t-shirt, it is almost etched in stone that you're a, a, a Cleveland sports legend. I mean, you got Jose Ramirez. Um, why am I drawing a blank now on, uh, who the hell did Jose Ramirez getting a, no, Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson, you got Jose Ramirez knocking out Tim Anderson on a T-shirt. Obviously, you got plenty of T-shirts that mention LeBron and the Cavs and all these other things. If you make it on a Cleveland sports T-shirt, that might be. It's like when it's like when your relationship becomes Facebook official. Once it's Facebook official, everybody knows it's real. Everybody knows it's a legit thing. Um, that's the that's the bar in twenty twenty. Well, maybe not in twenty twenty three anymore. But at least when I was in high school. When I was a teenager, that was the thing, was if it was Facebook official, you knew that the people were really together. They were really dating. Once you're on a T-shirt in Cleveland, I think that makes you a Cleveland sports legend. Or it makes a moment in time a Cleveland sports iconic moment. Flacco's there. He might have just met the standard that, that all of us fall under. Rob in downtown. What's up, Rob? Hey, Spencer. Great content, man. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm good. Good. How about you? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, Flacco being iconic, as well as some other things that I think are real key pieces as the Browns head to the playoffs. But uh, I think he's absolutely iconic. And I think it's for the reasons you said in terms of him coming off the couch and coming on the field and just overachieving. And obviously the number one thing that makes someone iconic is winning. But with him, I think his personality – is what's adding to making him truly iconic. I mean, look at what we've been through with Deshaun Watson, Kareem Hunt, Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon, Kellen Winslow. It goes on and on. This guy comes in, and he came to a tight-knit team, and he has the players' utmost respect. You know, he's taking pictures with fans and Dunkin' Donuts. He's getting (laughs) slimed by Amari Cooper on Nickelodeon after winning Player of the Week. He's getting interviewed on the field with his family. He says the right thing in press conferences 100% of the time. Let's be honest. We're not used to that here. And, and I think, like, the, his personality, in addition, of course, to the wins on the field and the great play, the players love him, and his personality is what's making him iconic to the most. Don't you think? It's a really good point, and I hadn't gotten a chance to get to the personality side of it yet. But you kind of bring me to that doorstep, so I'll go there with you. And I think it's, 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 you're right. Like, 
that this has been something that you've been longing for in a quarterback in this town for so long. And I think that's part of the reason why, even though it's like a, 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 a blip in time over the course of Cleveland Browns history, I mean, we're talking a five to six week span, right? It, it's not really that long of a stretch when you really think about things. And it could be longer depending on how far they go in the playoffs. But because it's such a small sample size, it's like, man, you're getting a glimpse in that span, though, of what you've been waiting for, longing for from this team for so long. And you mentioned Deshaun. Deshaun was a reason for people to not want to cheer for the Browns come this time of year. Like, And I'm talking like outside people. I guess internally here in Cleveland, same thing applies. There were certainly some – there's there's certainly plenty of fans who have turned off the Browns entirely because they don't agree with a lot of the motives behind bringing in Deshaun and what he did and all this different stuff. And that's not the conversation I want to have. But that is – the con- contextually, that's part of the conversation with the Cleveland Browns right now in 2023, 2024 now. Um, and because – well, 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 Real quick though, Rob, what I was going to say though was because of that – I think Flacco has actually flipped the script back in their favor. Like, I think people are talking about this Browns team now going into the playoffs as a team that they can get behind and root for if their team isn't in the playoffs because it is such a remarkable story and Flacco's such a likable person. No, and that, that's the best thing that could ever happen to the Browns. And and, and the media focus is, is on that, the team focus, the player focus. I mean, the town's focus. And that's, what, that's what's going to make this so fun is, like, some of the the hardships we've been through as sports talk radio fans, as NFL fans the past couple years, not just with the play on the field, but the off-field stuff, we're going to be able to put that behind us, at least temporarily, and focus on winning. I I wanted to say, like, I'm really excited about the matchup. I mean, you know, you got to take every team serious in the playoffs, especially on the road, because obviously when you get to playoffs, all the competition is tough. And it's, it's more difficult for the Browns because they're going to play an opponent in the first round that they've already played this year. And it's really difficult to beat a team twice. But I think they're fortunate because the strength of their game right now is their passing game. And when we play the Colts, the, um, the Texans, or the Jags, we're fortunate because they all have weak pass defenses. Mm. So it's yeah. just going to play to our strengths. And the guy that I'm, I'm excited for in the playoffs – and I'm sorry it's at the expense of the Elijah Moore injury because um, I hope he's recovering well. But I'm excited about Cedric Tillman. You know, he, he really didn't do much in that big win against the Jets because they've got a great secondary. And yeah. But you know what? Whoever we play, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of emphasis put on Amari Cooper and David Njoku. And, and I think Tillman, it's his time to shine. And, you know, mm. maybe it's a bold prediction, but – I just think, like, he's going to step into a more key role now with those seven or eight targets a week from yeah. Elijah Moore out of the game. And I just expect him to, to really shine, Spencer. Want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, appreciate the call, Rob. As always, call back anytime, and I appreciate the conversation. Uh, the thing with Tillman, and I will get back to the topic at hand here with Joe Flacco, whether or not he's a Cleveland sports legend already or if he has more to do still to check that box. Um I, I the thing with Tillman for me is I think you have seen some true flashes of this guy gets it. He can be good at this level. He can be a number two, number three receiver for this team moving forward. I also think you've seen some moments where you recognize, yeah, he's still a rookie and he's making some mistakes. Um, 
There were moments in that Bears game that come to mind before Flacco really just started going bonkers in the fourth quarter. He uh, he ran the wrong route, not the wrong route, but it's one of those, as I, listen, film study is one of those things I love doing, and I'm doing it for a different outlet, but it's it's fun as I as we break this stuff down to kind of learn a lot of the nuances, and one of the things with the route he was running was because of where the safety was, and Flacco wanted him to bend it a little bit more. He didn't do that, and so Flacco threw it to the spot he thought he was going to be, it ends up being intercepted, so... Like, there's certain moments where you can tell he's still learning the game. He's still trying to figure some things out. And then there's moments where you're like, okay, this guy's got it. I, I think he's a player that could certainly step up in a, in a playoff game or a meaningful playoff game. We could see a lot of him this weekend, assuming I'm, I'm guessing at least some of the starters aren't going to play or are going to rest for the majority of the game this weekend. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out starting tomorrow when, when Stefanski addresses the media. Um, but, yeah, like, th- there's going to be opportunities for other players. And oftentimes it is those players who make a play in the postseason that that then is the reason why you're winning a game or coming up big. And that's really been the story of the Browns season. It's why the Flacco run is so remarkable because it's, it's so many guys, including Flacco himself, coming in off the couch, stepping up in a moment where somebody needed needed them, despite the fact that you're missing X amount of starters or X amount of players. So um, it's all just part of the narrative and part of the puzzle here. And it's part of this magical run that the Browns are on. I still believe Flacco's already in the conversation of being a Cleveland sports legend, no matter how this ends from here. Does he need to do more in your eyes? 216-474-0092. We'll also get to, as uh, Rob brought up, the potential opponent of the Cleveland Browns in the first round of the playoffs in that wildcard weekend. Who are you the most worried about it being Who's the who's the team you want to see the most? We'll talk about that coming up. Daryl Ryder will join us at nine twenty. Jam packed show, and we're a couple segments. We're just a couple segments in. Spencer German in for JP tonight. Ninety two three. The fan. When I am in on Tuesdays, we're going to do something called Top Five Tuesdays. I know, so innovative. I'm sure I'm the only person out there who came up with a segment like this called Top Five Tuesdays with the alliteration and everything. But we're going to do Top Five Tuesdays, and I'll unveil the topic for you. The segment before what our top five is going to be about tonight. So keep that in the in uh, noted moving forward. But we are start. We did start the show asking you guys whether or not Joe Flacco is already a Cleveland sports legend for the run he's been on, the the performances here down the stretch of the season, and everything he's accomplished with the Browns, or if there's more work to do before we can put him in that category. And, and my argument is. First of all, it's the culmination of everything. It's the personality. It's the fact that he's super likable. He says all the right things. He like him talking about hearing from the city and feeling the vibes and understanding what what Thursday night meant to fans and just Northeast Ohio. That stuff is where you realize how how he so quickly he came in here and he gets it. Like he gets what it all means and he gets why the city's so passionate about football. And it's the full package of what you've always wanted in a quarterback. Like Rob said earlier, he, he gets it. He's got the great personality. He says all the right things. He's playing great football. He's winning, which is, of course, the, the, the number one thing you need to do. It, it's all remarkable. And the fact that he's now part of an iconic moment, clinching a playoff berth in front of the hometown fans, I don't think that can be understated. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a moment or, or a memory that's just going to betray us here in in the coming years we will always look back on the joe flacco era fondly like just point blank period 
we're never going to forget about this run. We're never going to forget about Joe Flacco, former Baltimore Raven, being the quarterback who was conducting it all. It's crazy fun. I think he's already on the list. And my point is that a playoff run can help him raise his stock on that list. And if you're talking Super Bowl, we had somebody who was on hold who ended up not sticking around. But they were going to, I think their point was going to be like, if he wins a Super Bowl, as we talk about Cleveland sports icons, he actually would overtake LeBron on this list. One season, uh, a whole nine games, and we're talking about how Joe Flacco, if he accomplishes that feat, because that's how crazy the city is about the Browns, he would be higher on the Cleveland sports legend list than one LeBron James, who's the legend of all legends here in Cleveland, up there with Jim Brown. I mean, that's crazy to think about, but I actually think it's it might be the right take. Because we know how starved this city is for a championship in that sport with that team specifically. A couple tweets here, then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, Ted chimes in on, on, on X and X reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Yes, buying a jersey because no matter the outcome or if he's gone after this year, this goes down in Cleveland sports lore forever. That's where I'm at with it. Like, we will never forget where we were the year Joe Flacco threw for 300 yards plus in four consecutive games, went 4-1 with the Browns, led him to the playoffs, and then whatever's coming next. We will never forget it, ever. Maybe the only way it doesn't withstand the test of time is if the Browns get, like, absolute boat raced in the first round, but I don't see that happening anyway. They can lose. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Gene on X also jumps in. I think you're meeting the bar pretty low to call him a legend already. At least let him play in the postseason first. And I do think this is the two varying opinions on that conversation because I think on one hand, and you could say I'm hyperbolic or whatever, living in the moment, prisoner of the moment, call it what you want. I think the opposite version of it is, well, I want to see him do it in the playoffs first before I put him in that category. I think, guys, he's already there. Tom in Cleveland, what say you? You're up next in the fan. Good evening. Happy New Year. I don't know if I'd put him on um, star status like you guys are all talking about. He would definitely get an honorable mention as of his body of work right now. But let's say he goes eight and two for the rest of the year with his only his only his next his only other loss being this weekend. You know, that'd be him winning a Super Bowl. You'd have to put him up there as an iconic figure. Would he be but up there? Would he be? Would he surpass LeBron if he pulled off that I, feat? I don't think he would surpass LeBron. But let me say this: in the Dolphins' perfect season, and I'm old enough to remember this. In the Dolphins' perfect season, Don Strock was needed because um, Bob Greasy got injured, and uh, you know not many people mentioned Don Strock. With regard to that, you're saying he kind of went forgotten in, a, in an undefeated season. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say forgotten, but he wasn't the only quarterback in there either. I mean, let him go eight, like I said, eight and two or nine and one. And he'll be up there. I don't think he'll overtake LeBron though. Okay, all right, Tom. I appreciate the call. That maybe that that's a solid reference. Here's a here's a good one for you. Everybody knows who led the greatest comeback in playoff history. I, did that get surpassed recently? 
the Bills comeback against the Oilers in, 20, in uh, 1999. That might have been overtaken recently, but the greatest comeback in playoff history obviously was the, the 41-38 Bills win uh, in 1999, and everybody remembers who was quarterback in the team. It was Frank Reich. He goes down as a Buffalo sports icon in my mind because he was part of that moment and that memory forever for Bills fans on a year where they went to the Super Bowl. I understand it's the playoffs, and so we're sort of trying to figure out what the bar is for Joe Flacco and if it is playoff performances like a Frank Reich had to maybe put him in that stature, and that's to be determined. But I do think that uh, what he's done to this point and the memory of him clinching a playoff berth in front of the hometown fans for the first time since the team returned in 99 because, as Daryl brought up in 2002, they needed some help in the later games to get that playoff berth. It wasn't done right in front of the hometown fans, so it was different. And it was the only game on TV that night. Like, what a memory, what a moment. I think he's already established himself as a a Cleveland sports legend. Let's go to Daryl in Euclid. What's up, Daryl? How's everything going? How you feeling, man? Good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Listen, I I hate to do it, but I'm going to tell you something. This is Cleveland, man. All right? We love our Cavs. We love our Indians. But football is first. All right? So not only will he eclipse LeBron in some people's mind, he will eclipse Jim Brown. Mm. You're saying if he wins the Super Bowl is what you're saying. If he wins the Super Bowl, if Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl, this year, with the way that this season has gone, and as far removed as the last championship in football in Cleveland was, and with LeBron not being here anymore, he eclipses Jim Brown, man. I think you're honestly right, Daryl. That might be blasphemy to a lot of people because I understand what Jim Brown means to the city, what he represented for this city, what he represented for that organization. He's been the thing that you could always fall back on when the team was dilapidated and not winning and struggling. It was always, yep. oh, the glory days, Jim Brown, and what this franchise was when it was established and all these different things under Paul Brown. Um, and obviously LeBron is LeBron, one of the greatest athletes, sports uh, athletes, um and players of all time in any sport. And he brought a championship here, ended the drought, all that. He's always going to be up there. But 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 specific to Cleveland, like it's no disrespect to LeBron if, by saying this, I don't think. But specific to Cleveland, because the Browns mean so much more to this town, I do think Flacco ends up on a, a, I guess just a step above those two guys if he pulls this off. Like, he will be painted murals on different buildings. Man. He'll be all over the city if he pulls it off. Because that position and that team has just it's, – it's, it's eluded them for exactly. so long. To exactly. see somebody finally do it would be just, you know, and, 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 and a, uh, a, a prophecy fulfilled. Yeah, and see, exactly. That's exactly the thing. The position and the team. Now, if it were a running back, that we're leading this team, maybe not. But the QB position is the most valuable position on the team. So with this, like I said, with us being where we are in Cleveland, being football heads the way we are, and most of us understanding football, if he does it, you thought you saw a parade in 2016. Just think about that, man. Just think about what you saw in 2016. Uh. If the Browns won the Super Bowl, I forget Bowl. the I number. Mean, I forget the number. Lima made man. up on the air like one point three million or whatever the hell it was. Man, <laughs> man, you're talking about the entire state going crazy. I mean, it 
It well, would be maybe so not down in Cincinnati, but yeah, everybody else. Well, maybe not, but <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Browns fans at every at every away true, game. True. You're talking about big time, man. Daryl, I appreciate the call, man. We're on the same page with this. I appreciate you jumping on in. All right. Take it easy. Good, good, good stuff from Daryl. Yeah, I, I think this is the next phase of the conversation as well. Because whether or not you think he's on these Cleveland sports icon list now, I think for sure the idea of him winning the Super Bowl, and this is a fun thing to get into now and next, if he wins the Super Bowl, would he be a, a bigger icon in Cleveland sports lore than LeBron James? I get it. LeBron will have given way more years to Cleveland, way more memories in terms of the playoff and championship runs that they went on in Cleveland. He's from here, all of that. I still think because it's that team, the Cleveland Browns, and it's that position, Joe Flacco, I think he actually goes above LeBron if he pulls this thing off and takes the Browns to the Super Bowl. I know it's pie in the sky. That's what we do in Sports Talk Radio. We're having some fun here. Larry and Illyria, Jason and Avon, others who are jumping in, we'll get to you next as we keep the conversation going, sort of with a different angle in relation to the LeBron James thing. Coming up in a little bit here, I will do our top five Tuesday for this week. And which team would you, are you most worried about facing in the AFC Playoff picture. All that coming your way in the 8 o'clock hour here on Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, 92 to the fan.